All right, everybody. We are back. I got a little lunch, refreshed, freshened up. Uh, this is Ryan Selkis, aka Two Bit Idiots, and this is Masari's Unqualified Opinions. This is the fifth live episode uh, that we are doing here at ETH Denver to help everybody that might be struggling with some FOMO. Uh, and I'm ecstatic because this is actually the first time that I've ever met Taylor Monahan. Uh, believe it or not. Uh, which is super exciting and uh, as I was reading last night uh, about you know, some of the folks that were going to be here that, that I wanted to get in touch with and have on this uh, Periscope session, um, Taylor jumped off the page and I realized I don't know if you've really told the story of my crypto. Um, in, at, at any length, you've been very under the radar and just kind of like <laughs> quietly building uh, one of the critical pieces of, of infrastructure in, in, in the Ethereum community for the last four years. Yeah. Um, so this is a hell of an opportunity to do that. Yeah. And um, if there is any uh, noise in the middle, it might be uh, from the baby that's right in the background. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll bring her, if, if you want to bring her in yeah, at any point. Yeah, if she wakes up, we'll bring her um, in. She'll, um, <laughs> she, can, she can answer questions too. Um, but my crypto uh, is a you know, fascinating success story and kind of a sign of, of the rapid growth of, of Ethereum over the past few years. Um, this started as a two-person operation yep. and was pretty much sustainable as a side project until 20, early 2017 and then it just went like nuts. Yeah, exactly. It was, I would classify our early days as like an open source tool. Mm -hmm. uh, or something that we worked on on the side, or something that we built for ourselves and our friends, uh, shared with Reddit, etc. And then when 2017 hit, it completely transformed um, into being like a real product with real users who needed help, who were dealing with their real money and sending it around and losing it and all of these things. Um, and so we ran into a lot of the challenges that open source projects run into, which is uh, money, and and that you which know, is, which is ironic given <laughs> just given the the vertical nature of, of either right. that year, right? right? It was still difficult to to get that squared away. Well, and it's always like um, I think there's a misalignment between the amount of work and effort and resources that like you spend, the non-financial resources that mm -hmm. you spend, um, and then like what people are willing to to give to it, and then also contrasted with their demands. So people are mm, don't want to spend any money on a product, but they also want to really demand all of your your energy. They want instant customer support. They want the best UI. Like, oh, that little bug. Like, I need that fixed. Why isn't that fixed? Yeah, what the hell are you doing over there? I want Those it now, and things. I want it for free. Is to you know the right. part and parcel of the human condition. Um, and then we had this really interesting sort of situation where in 2017 we had the ICO craze in Ethereum. So. Mm -hmm. um, all these people that were launching their ICOs and trying to get money from people uh, in return for this token, uh, they were all recommending us, right? They were like, use them, uh, here's a tutorial, here's how you create a new wallet, um, and then here's how you get some ether, and then here's how you give that ether to us in return for this mm -hmm. valueless token that is not a security in any way, shape, or form. Um, and that was painful. Very tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> that was like really frustrating because we were watching people literally make millions or billions of dollars. Like EOS recommended us. Um, but they didn't donate. No. Um, they, Just tisk. We're going we're to blow that up in the promo block one. Uh, they didn't even have a, they didn't even promote their customer support email. 
We got, I think the first day of their crowd sale, we got maybe 800 emails regarding the EOS crowd sale and issues with it. Um, and that's what, you know, that's, that was like my life. I was like, what the hell is going on? What the hell are we doing? Um, how and, do and, we and, balance and things? And, and let's set the stage for this because did you even know your co-founder? Yeah, so my co-founder and I, we had worked together previously. Okay, so this wasn't just you guys syncing up online because... But we did only work it online. Like, we okay. very rarely got together in person. Mm -hmm. um, so it's always been a very remote thing. But it's, like, I can't emphasize, uh, it was such an open source tool that we worked on on the side. You know, I was building um, marketing websites for clients. I had mm -hmm. other products going on. That was my sort of focus, and that's where... That's where the money came in. You know, this was the fun side project where I didn't have to do, uh, like, I didn't have to do SEO. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to do analytics. I didn't have to do 8,000 newsletter buttons. I didn't have to do the scrolly analytics that then told you if they subscribed to your newsletter. Like, I didn't have to do any of that. I could just I mean, build this something. Is, this is like the ultimate hashtag humble brag because how many users did you, did you get up to at the peak? Oh, several zillions. million, right? Yeah. I have no idea, okay. like, because we don't have analytics. Oh, but... that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, but you could at least track the number of oh, visitors. Oh, yeah. Day, so, right? we could so... track, we could see how many requests were going through our mm -hmm. node. And that's, it's like a, it's not a really great metric in terms of mm -hmm. knowing how many individual users they are, but I will say that the graph went like from here and then just the most <laughs> hockey stick, hockey stick you could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. um, very, if you look at the price chart for Ethereum, it's very similar movement. Yes. Um, and just, we were just so vastly underprepared for it. You know, we mm -hmm. just had... Um, well, I, I, think, I think to a certain extent, everybody probably was. The, mm -hmm. the, the key difference though, in what you guys had built versus a lot of the other teams that were building in Ethereum, they were building centralized services. Mm -hmm. right? So Consensus had a bunch of different teams that they mm -hmm. were funding and incubating, you know, in the mesh, yeah. you had other uh, venture-funded Bitcoin platforms that were mm -hmm. starting to offer mm -hmm. Ethereum services, right? Uh, and slowly but surely, right? You guys, it was my Ether wallet, yeah, right? So, it. so for this very uh, small at first community, mm -hmm. you pretty much had, uh, I'd have to say, close to 100% market share for the non-engineers, for the for the so for folks that were not yeah. running their own nodes. I don't, I'm trying to think if there was anyone else, any other game so, in town to create like a paper wallet. Right. So the, at the very beginning there was, there was one other tool. It was, mm -hmm. I can't even remember what it was called. Uh, it was created by one of the JavaScript developers in the ecosystem, who's still in the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. um, just a very simple paper wallet tool. Um, but, you know, he, um, I don't, like I want to say he's smart, <laughs> like, but he kept it an open source project, meaning that like he kept it as a tool that was meant for fairly technical developers. He kept mm -hmm. it on the GitHub URL um, and he didn't ever like provide support for it, like where like, I think that's one of the key differences between like how we really transitioned from being a GitHub URL mm -hmm. open source tool to being like a product or at least people viewing us as a product was you could email us. And it was, I think it was myethwallet at gmail.com at that mm -hmm. time. But you could email us and I would I would help you. I would give you support. Or literally, like me sitting there, I would be doing my day job, answering questions of like, you know, uh, how do you send your ether around or, or why did this transaction get mined or whatever. So you're doing all the hard work of a startup employee and all the thankless work uh, as an open source right. protocol, right? Pretty much, yeah. And you had the mistake of having a support ticket. 
Yeah. Even when the much larger entities were just directing traffic to you and oh, they'll <laughs> figure it out, they'll add these features, and, and by the way, we're not going to tip them or anything. Yeah. Um, it was, so, I mean, it was magical though. <laughs> well, I, you know, you, you, you laugh about it now, I guess so you don't cry, but um, I, I remember reading your post um, in early 2018 when at, at the time, I remember there was the, the kind of like hours leading up to that post that you wrote mm -hmm. about my crypto versus my ether wallet. Yeah. It was a shock and everybody kind of... Oh yeah, it was terrible. So we can talk about that rollout in the communications or, 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 yeah, or exactly yeah, yeah. what happened there. But um, but um, before we, we talk about uh, the 2018 version, like what happened in real time with the switchover, um, at, at what point did you just tap out? Because it, it, it became impossible to keep up. You mentioned... Yeah, um, it, I, it was it was basically just you. Your husband seemed like he was he was tagging yeah. in for customer support, but it was just you, your co-founder, and then so your yeah. Husband. So what happened was is through that, through like the teeth of the run. Right. So basically, if you look at 2017 and you look at the price chart and you look at the ICO madness, right? It mm -hmm. all kind of culminated on June 22nd, um, which was the status ICO, mm -hmm. which raised like at the time it was like 150 million clogged up the network. The network was literally clogged for like 48 hours or some crazy shit. Um, and the irony is status is building wall, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, I love, I love the status team. I love Jared, but like, man. And the thing is so about that ICO that's super interesting. They had the best intentions because they wanted the widest distribution possible. Mm -hmm. But that meant that they like limited the individual investment each person could make and the gas price they could make it at. And so what ended up happening was you did have a much wider distribution. You didn't have one or two whales that controlled the entire supply. Mm -hmm. uh, but because of that, you had you know, uh, everyone sending their transactions in so many transactions and the timing and the market, like the, the sort of larger macroeconomic conditions around Ethereum, mm -hmm. the ICO craze, the FOMO, the greed, the lust, the, you know, the flipping of the tokens two days later. Um, it just like all ran up to this. And so at that time, it was just like, I mean, I wasn't sleeping at all. Uh, I would like, I would stay up like all day and as late as I possibly could. And then I would, I would go to bed and I'd wake my husband up. And then he would come and like take over a shift. And the shift was like customer support, but it was also like we were under constant attack. Mm -hmm. So our infrastructure was under attack, our, our host, our registrar, our Twitter, our Facebook, our phones, SIM swapping, like literally everything 24 7 because uh, if you can are, access. Are your, you an engineer? No. I, I, so I, didn't think, I mean, you mentioned you're doing a lot of the marketing. I um, can do, and, and so I write really, really, really great HTML and CSS. I, I do that, right? Yeah. So, so but that. like, it's those skills don't necessarily apply when you're, you know, your your twenty parody nodes are literally on fire, and yeah. you know the alarms are going off, and you know AT and T's calling me, being like, you know, like you, like sorry, uh, we we were unable to transfer your SIM card. I'm going, like, what? Why are you transferring my SIM card? No, please anywhere? don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just it was absolute. Been there. Yeah. Chaos. Um, did you have any other? engineering resources, so, so folks that were contributing during this chaos, mm. or was it just We had like a few people, and then I made is, my Is first... his name known, by the way, or hers? Yeah, his, okay. Kosla. It is Kosla. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've just only seen him referred to as... Uh, the co-founder? No, know. no, his... Um, oh, KBH New. KBH New. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, well, now his name's known. 
right. I'm kidding. It's, it's not. It's, it's not. It's not like anyone's going to watch this. You know, it's it's, it's, it's on Twitter. It's only going to be a few thousand uh, people by tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, many more. No, and, and I mean, this is the thing: is that um, when you're dealing with that kind of exponential growth mm-hmm. and that sort of pressure, especially when you weren't expecting it, uh, especially when your own personal investments have also gone through the roof. You know, it's, uh, why, you know, like, why did, like, my husband asked myself why I subjected myself to the, you know, the sleepless nights and the stress and the, you know, dealing with all this stuff. And I think it's, for me, it was like, well, if I don't do it, if I don't deal with it, if I don't answer people's questions, if I don't help them with whatever, then who will, you know? And I, like, for whatever reason, um that's enough for me to like not go to sleep it's not necessarily healthy for myself but it's that was just like how it was uh but i think that a lot of people don't necessarily operate in that way mm-hmm. if they look on you know at the bigger picture and say wow i'm making no money for this uh and i'm you know being hit with demands on you know by all sides why you know why? well fast forward a little bit it's worked out right yeah um so that's kind of the you mentioned status being maybe the high water mark for, yeah. for chaos. Um, throughout the rest of, the, of 2017, then did you have anyone else contributing? Did you start? So that's when I started hiring support folks. So we hired. I think it was May was our first hire, um, and I hired basically. I think I hired someone every two weeks through the end of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, they were devs. They were engineers. They were uh, like DevOps, cloud engineering, AWS experts, mm-hmm. um, lots of support people, lots of support people, um, and then, you know, like the marketing operations side, uh, because I needed, I needed someone to help keep the whole thing together, um, and that's actually kind of what then eventually sparked the, the split between my crypto and my ether wallet was, I had hired this entire team, we still had no money, we didn't really have like an, a company, because like mm-hmm. it, again, started as an open source tool. We never set up a formal company. Um, the paperwork was a disaster. Nothing was signed. Like it was just a mess. And um, there are obviously disagreements, like broader disagreements, on like what path to take. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry. And so it was, um, you know, obviously there are like a bazillion sides to the story. But the decision that I basically was was forced to make was. Um, what what path do you think is the best that will be the best for your own personal mental health, the best for the larger Ethereum cryptocurrency community, and then also uh, for all these people that you've hired? You know, because I've hired a team of people, not ever thinking in my life that um, when you hire someone, if your company or if that role doesn't work out, like if your company fails in six months, like you have to let them go. <laughs> no, nobody warned me about that. Like I was solely focused on hiring the most competent people mm-hmm. with the best culture fit, with the best skills that I needed that were, you know, worked the long nights and put in the extra effort. Never once did I consider what happens if I have to let this person go. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone quits their, you know, nice salary position to join your startup, get paid an E whenever Taylor has time or can find her ledger, you know, when they're taking those types of risks and then like there's this possibility that 
you won't be able to pay them or have a sustainable business for them, you know, it's just So you like, bootstrapped and paid everybody out of your own pocket for that first So it was, yeah, it was like our pockets and then it was um, like donations and mm -hmm. we had a lot of donations very early on but then obviously grow, grew yeah. in, mm -hmm. so that was very nice. Like those donations really yeah. made a massive difference. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, massive difference. That cup of coffee grew into like a month of servers. Yeah, that's insane. Um, all right, so so let's let's talk about the the split then a little bit, and then I want to not yeah. just spend time on the story, but also where you know where you guys are going since it's uh, you're, you're obviously just getting started. Um, but you mentioned that there was disagreements. So mm -hmm. so what what kind of came to a head? Um, you know, you basically started to build all this infrastructure. Yeah. Well, there I wanted to run a company, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and I wanted to have a sustainable company and I wanted to, um, I wanted to make sure that we could pay people every month. I wanted to, you know, we, we raised, once we were my crypto, we were able to raise a series A round with an amazing group of investors. And, um, I don't know how many people in this space have had the opportunity to raise traditional money during a bull market when everyone is doing tokens, but, um, we really, we really built amazing relationships with our mm -hmm. investors, and we found people that would help us not by giving us a pile of money, but like, you know, <laughs> actually helping us and giving us and giving me personally like, the things that I need mm -hmm. in order to have the best chance of success. Whether that's on like the recruiting side or the product side, uh, or whenever you know shit hits the fan, I need <laughs> I need someone to lean on. Um, you know, that's sort of what ours, that's, that's where like the investment side of things had actually kind of come to. Mm -hmm. But because, um, I'm sure you know this, you have a company that's not a company on paper, uh, and you have someone, you know, 50% of the company that doesn't want to raise money or do anything, and 50% of the company that, you know, has, has built a team and wants to do something and wants to make sure she can pay people, you know, it just, it's, a uh, basically lawyers and lawyers and lawyers and lawyers and they told me that uh, that we could go to court and we could fight it out and duke it out and spend all this money and spend all this time and the just the, the entire idea behind that uh, just like, so, so it was it was it was open source right so was it just a fork did it end up being cleanly resolved more or less yeah yeah so originally we just forked the code base yeah. and just called it my crypto mm -hmm. uh very simple <laughs> because it's a very testing <laughs> code base um it's a very tested code base but we end up we we rewrote the entire code base in react with more modern technologies um we've had two security audits done on it um we have rewritten in a way that's much more uh, open to outside contributors. Yes. Um, well, that's the first thing that I noticed. Um, just you know, getting a refresh on on my crypto because um, I mentioned I used my Ether wallet when it was a paper wallet. Yeah. And then I just started using my Ledger. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or, or MetaMask. Right. So, mm -hmm. so so other wallets kind of stepped up and and um, for a while um, my crypto was, was I guess and my Ether wallet were great for paper wallets, but mm -hmm. it seemed like. Uh, other solutions were coming on the market, which were, you know, as competitive, if not more so in some respects. Um, but on the homepage, now one of the things that's super prominent is all the other wallets, right? How are you going to access this? Yeah, because um, we're just like a portal. Just a portal, right? Yeah. And so, um, is the goal now to outsource all the customer support on all those teams? <laughs> right? Is that, is, I wish. Is, is that like the sublime? 
Um, no, no, I mean, this is the thing we love. So this is, this is sort of my grand vision for, for everything is that, um, in the very early days, yeah, we were like, you could generate your paper wallet and you could send your money from one place to another. And that was pretty much it. Um, and, and that really pushes people to then use these private keys everywhere. And, you know, private key is just a string of characters, like these random characters. The private keys don't even have like a password. It's just that string. You have to have the file to have the password and stuff like that, you know, and, and um, it was actually Trezor who did the pull request originally mm -hmm. that basically allowed you to use Trezor with my Ether wallet. Mm -hmm. The reason was that Trezor had added Ethereum to their firmware, mm -hmm. but they didn't want to build a UI or a wallet or anything. So they literally just did the work to add Trezor support via my Ether wallet. Um, and they're like, okay, cool, done. And then when I, you know, when people started using it, and I got my first Trezor and started using it, and I was like, okay, this is way better than a private key, number one. But number two, um, the way that you access your funds mm -hmm. shouldn't matter, right? If I use a ledger or a Trezor or a, a, a paper wallet or whatever, like that shouldn't matter as much as the, the overall user experience that I have once I've accessed my money, mm -hmm. right? And, and so the questions that we're asking right now and we've been asking is, what do you wanna see? Uh, what is that important information that's going to be valuable to you? Uh, what are the interactions in the ecosystem beyond sending Ether or tokens or swapping between Ether and tokens that um, will actually be valuable, right? Not like speculatively valuable maybe in the future when the token has mm -hmm. utility, but actually valuable. Um, and then how does this all come together? And so what we're working on right now is this, it's terribly named, we call it Global Account Unlock. I don't know who came up with the name. It's not the marketing department, that's true though. Um, but essentially what we've done is, right now every time you visit the site, you have to unlock, right? You like mm -hmm. connect your ledger and you unlock and you take your action and then you leave and that's it. That's like the whole cycle. And what we're doing is we're gonna basically allow you to access any of your addresses, any of your accounts across any of your paper wallets, trousers, ledgers, uh, your like seed phrase, your MetaMask, whatever put them all in a single dashboard, mm -hmm. and then let you take the action from the dashboard. And so from here, we have some really interesting stuff because we can... Someone on your team, by the way, just chimed in that it's not a terrible name. So <laughs> may maybe you've just found out by whoever's name, well, social handle is, is, a, is a terrible <laughs> name. Oh God, it's, it's just, yeah. And then it's shorthand, it's G-A-U, which is just another terrible acronym. Um, but yeah, it's a... Uh, Okay, so then you have this dashboard, right? And now the opportunities are endless because we can, um, we can show you your entire portfolio mm -hmm. across all of your accounts. You can take actions from your accounts, like swapping between different tokens or sending or whatever. But then also, you know, as these sort of DeFi, there she is. There she is. Uh, as these DeFi protocols start becoming more and more important and they're coming to fruition, they're becoming valuable, things like Compound, things like Augur, you know, things that people actually want to interact with, how can we actually steer the ecosystem to um, using these, right? So instead of having to go to Compound and, and use that specific MetaMask to interact with the Compound, same with Augur, same with everything, you know, how can we collect all that information in a single place and also, how can we encourage people that, um, you know, hold some ether, hold some tokens, but aren't doing anything with them? They're sitting in this bear market, like, like, literally just holding their money. How can we encourage them to start interacting and getting value from the protocols? Mm -hmm.
how do you uh, how do you turn that into a business? So that's a fun one because uh, so in theory, whenever people are sending money around, there should be a way for us to take a very small cut that doesn't affect or, you know like a single user doesn't notice that very small sliver missing. Um, but because it's cryptocurrency, we have to be very careful because. Um, well, I'd, I'd imagine if you added like a sub fee. Um, right. In exchange for using the dashboard, then, mm -hmm. then they, that certainly makes sense, and people would do it just on, on a convenience basis. Right. But you haven't yet turned that on. No, we, we currently make money just from we have integration with Shapeshift and Zero X, mm -hmm. and then we just have referrals. yeah, and then we have like Ledger affiliate links and Trezor. So if you like click the Ledger link in our footer, we get a, and then you yeah. buy a Ledger, we get like ten bucks. It's amazing. Well, there's so much more, and and you know we get this question a lot too. Is, yeah. is, is you know data, you know any. Any information or data company, and there's only two ways to make money: you're either selling ads or you're selling subscriptions or getting a, getting you know, some type of fee. Yeah. Um, so uh, the tricky question is always like, when do you turn that on, and like, right. how, how do you roll it out so you don't piss people off? And, right. But, That's um, why I would. You guys really... certainly have the, the brand clout, I think, I to so. put yourselves <laughs> in a more sustainable situation than 2017. Yeah. And I, the way that like I want to do it is, you know, as we roll out these integrations, as we roll out these sort of value adds, um, from the get-go, have that sort of monetization baked in from the get-go, so that there's not a, um, there's not a period of time where we're, you know, basically like bribing everyone with this free service, and you know, collecting all the users and then being like, haha, tricked you. Um, and then the other, you know, I think that you bring up an excellent point with the data ad, like it's, I didn't realize that that's like a real monetization strategy is literally like just selling people's data, selling ads. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's it. Like that's, that's the entire monetization strategy. Um, and I definitely am very opposed to doing that. Like I would rather die. Um, <laughs> I just well, <laughs> that's probably why people trust my crypto. So, uh, with within the ethos of the industry, um, I won't throw you too hard on that because we're still figuring it out, and, and, and you're still figuring it out, I'm sure. Um, one of the things that I like to end with um, with with a bunch of guests, you know, we we're still in a, a speculative driven market. You know, Masaria, we're focused on on fundamentals oriented data and, mm -hmm. and, and helping to bring a little bit of sanity. Yeah, uh, we're, we're we're better referencing the industry. And um, apparently she doesn't like the question. Um, but um, as, as you look at projects and kind of key fundamental drivers of what yeah. you think long-term value, uh, you saw something in Ethereum. I don't know if you were in Bitcoin before that. Yeah, but something, something in those that, that made you want to invest. Um, today, I think it's very meme-driven, right? Like what, what, is, what is the narrative? What is the meme we can rally around? So, so if you were to, to pick your favorite meme or which, which current project or company has the strongest meme that can sustain them during the, the bear market and then what the, the fundamental drivers are that you look for. Um, so I look, specifically I look more closely at projects that don't have tokens or don't rely on the tokens or aren't trying to build themselves around a token. Mm -hmm. um, so like Compound is a good example of this because they just like went out and build a product and mm -hmm. that's it. Um, because I think that there are a few number of teams that are gonna be able to successfully pull off building not only a really strong, secure, perfect set of smart contracts that build this whole protocol, decentralized mm -hmm. protocol, 
but then also build the most perfect, usable, fast user experience ever on top of that protocol. And oh yeah, let's just absolutely master token economics as well. You know, like all of those things are three very distinct, like, um, skill sets, I guess. Um, and it really, like, you have to be really on it in order to, to master all of them. So I look at, at projects that don't have a token or, you know, didn't do an ICO. Um, I also look for, you know, I look at people. So I look at people who are at events like Heath Denver. Um, I look at people that are on Twitter, speaking their mind, chiming in on the debates. Um, I look at people that question question, 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 those annoying people that, you know, mm -hmm. like, can you ever agree with anything? Those people, because I think that those are the types of people that will do something remarkable. Uh, and so far, I think it's worked out pretty well. I would say so. Well, I kind of feel like we're at the Academy Awards right now where they're playing the music, saying, you know what, you've gone a little bit too long, you got to wrap up. Um, so, She's so tired. Uh, so we're, we're, we're going to wrap this up. Um, we could do a celebrity shot if you yeah. want. Yeah, do you um, want to say hi? Come here, babe. But, um, we, um, we're going to wrap Everyone up. Everyone wants to see the, the Taylor, Taylor Monaghan, and one of the most incredible stories from the Ethereum bull run. And the real celebrity of this podcast. I don't know. Oh, there it is. And I'm sure that's what most of the folks that listen to my podcasts are probably going to do oh on a regular goodness. basis. A fitting end. Thank you, Taylor. You're very welcome.